welcome to Life with Hula, the podcast. Hi, my name is Hula, and yes, I am a former radio personality here in San Diego turned podcaster. I've been doing radio for 19 years, and boom, it's all done. Um, but now I decided to create a daily podcast to kind of keep you informed about what's going on around the world, around the country. If you're looking for that guy who is in the office that's always like, hey, did you hear what happened to so-and-so? Hey, did you know that this theme park opened up? Hey, are you aware that this new food is? Yeah, that's me. I'm that guy. So this is my podcast, Life with Hula. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're a new listener, I appreciate the support. If you can do me a favor and hit subscribe and follow the podcast, because I do do it on a daily basis. I do do it. That's a weird word. I do it on a daily basis. Um, So make sure you tune in to Life with Hula. And again, if you're listening um, and you're an OG listener of the show, thank you for the support. Today's show is going to be full, as I always say every show is full because that's I'm the one who creates it so I know it's going to be full um, at the end of the show I have your moment of pure happiness I also have a weight loss update again I messed up because I didn't calculate my weight loss so I'm gonna have to do it while I'm well it's gonna be easy and I'll tell you in a few minutes um, also I have the 10 best new shows you should be watching in August and um, I have some theme park news. Um, I'm going to do a little theme park news on your Wednesday. And last but not least, I always kick things off with things to keep you in the know. All right, first of all, California issues guidelines for elementary schools reopening waivers. Looks like the California health officials have released guidelines for elementary schools to seek waivers, allowing them to offer classroom instruction in the midst of the corona pandemic. Officials on Monday said some public and private schools in 38 counties on a state um, watch list can seek waivers for local health officials if they have plans for keeping students and staff safe and meet certain criteria. But the state says school reopenings can't be considered in counties with the highest rates of COVID-19 infection. Um, I know for me personally, um, we were already told that in Escondido Unified School District, our elementary kids are going back to school. Like, I don't know, I mentioned this in previous podcasts, but my daughters are going back to school Monday through Thursday. They're going to do a half day, either 7.50 to 10.50 or maybe 11.15 to like 2.15. And then they will um, come home, do some more social distance learning. Um, and then on Friday, for sure, it's just, just social distance learning. So that's kind of what we were told. I don't know if this is, uh, you know, solidified but apparently we're all or there the school year is being kicked off august 25th for the escondido unified school district and i'll let you know as i hear more about it all right your next story to keep you in the know speaking of california they have issued rules for youth sports to return um according to the California Department of Public Health, they issued a waiver allowing youth sports to begin practicing with some strict regulations in place to protect players and coaches. Public officials have stated that teams should practice outside with a regular group. Players should be spaced out at least six feet apart and wear masks when possible. Equipment shouldn't be shared, but if it is, it needs to be cleaned in between uses. There will be no scrimmages and certainly no games. So that's kind of the update on that. Um, It looks like, you know, everybody's trying to get back to normal. Um, Good job, California, for doing what you do. Um, So we'll see what happens with this whole situation. 
So your last story to keep you in the know, it looks like two big changes in store for San Diego voters. San Diego County has successfully used mail-in voting for years, and the option will be even more important during this upcoming election amid a pandemic. Vote Safer San Diego is a campaign theme for this upcoming election because everything has, for the most part, been up upended, including how this election is going to be conducted, according to County Registrar of Voters Michael Vu. Residents will see two major changes in the way they can vote in the upcoming November, of elect November election. Every registered voter in the county, 1.8 million people, will get a vote-by-mail ballot whether or not they signed up for it. Those who choose to vote in person will have four days to do it. The consolidation of polling places from 1,548, which we had in the March election, to approximately only 235 sites that will still identifying um, that they're still identifying because we're going to need a much larger location to ensure physical distancing, social distancing of voters, according to VU. In San Diego County, 75% of all registered voters do so by mail already. Um, it's streamlined and secure, a secure process that the county has successfully used for years. Vu said the notion by President Donald Trump that mail-in voting isn't safe or secure is simply not true. Uh, Vu has stated that there's no level of systematic fraud that is out there that's really being discussed. And certainly, if this was going to be the case, then this would have been discussed many moons ago than just this upcoming election. They've conducted many elections where the majority of all votes in their county have been in mail and they've been accurate and they have had the high level of integrity throughout the entire process all registered voters in this county will receive a mailer detailing what's new in the upcoming election residents can visit www.sdvote.com that's sd as in san diego vote.com you can register there or check their registration status there as well and those are your stories to keep you in the know so it is Wednesday, and on Wednesdays, I'm always asking, what you watching? So I have a list of the best movies, TV shows coming to Netflix, HBO, Amazon Prime, and Hulu in August. Um, here we've got Netflix, and it looks like The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is coming. Also Jurassic Park. Um, those are definitely shows, uh, movies that you want to catch on Netflix, as well as... Um, if you want, there's some, uh, you can binge watch Moesha is on there. Um, the game seasons one through three. Um, what else is happening? The Adams family, 1991 version, Iron Man, an armored adventure season one and two, the never ending story and the never ending story Two. the next chapter. Seabiscuit is coming to Netflix. Um, there's a lot of Netflix programming as well. Um, we have Connected, that's showing up on August the 2nd. I know that Cobra Kai season um, one and two is coming to Netflix, so you wanna catch that because it's moving from YouTube to Netflix. Um, YouTube's going back to, it's just being YouTube, you know. So um, what else is coming to, oh, HBO Max, we got HBO Max. Um, must watch All the President's Men, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Blade Runner, The Final Cut in 2007, that one. House Parties coming, uh, Time Bandits. Um, if you want to binge watch something, you can binge watch Aquafina is Nora from Queens Season 1. That's a great show, by the way. Pretty hilarious. Um, some family-friendly movies, Elf, Kung Fu Panda, Kung Fu Panda 2, Mr. Mogorium's Wonder Emporium. I just wanted to say it, so I did. Um, 
that is also coming um, to HBO. HBO's original programming, The Dishwasher, I'll Be Gone in the Dark finale, uh, HBO's Asia's Invisible Stories, the Swamp documentary premiere, and much more there. Oh, they're season premiering Hard Knocks 20, Los Angeles, and Lovecraft Country. Um, on Amazon, definitely want to watch Four Weddings and a Funeral, Inception. Um, you can binge watch Beverly Hill Billies season one, Californication season one, uh, Les Miserables, that movie. Remember that? Um, we also have some Amazon originals, Jesse and Nessie, Amazon original seri uh, series season 1D, World's Toughest Race, Eco Challenge Fiji, Amazon's original series season one. I need to see that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Chemical Hearts, Amazon movie. Um, it's an original movie. Clifford, Amazon original season 2B. And Prime Rewind Inside the Boys, Amazon original special. Hulu is bringing you four weddings and a funeral. You can also watch The Real Housewives of Orange County, complete season 14. If you're the, they're in season 14, there's a ton of tra uh, Star Wars, uh, Star Trek stuff. Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan, Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, Star Trek 4. No, no four. Actually, just jumps to five. The Final Frontier, uh, Star Trek Six, The Undiscovered Country, Star Trek Insurrection, and Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Um, those are all coming, as well as on Hulu. The New York Times presents This Is Dominic Fike, the next big thing on August seventh. Find Me in Paris, August third, and The Binge. Those are all Hulu's original programming. So those are some TV shows that you can watch on your stream. If you um, have any of these streaming services, make sure you check it out. All right, it's time for a new segment alert. New segment alert. On Wednesdays, I'm going to bring you theme park news. So any updates on theme parks and theme park stuff and stuff with just theme parks um i'm gonna share with you on wednesdays so it looks like mulan will be available for disney plus subscribers september 4 for a fee that's right looks like they've made the decision because i know it was like hey we're gonna put it on disney plus and then now we're not we're gonna release it and now we're not and now they're gonna release it september 4th is the date they are gonna do the live action adaption of mulan it's coming to disney plus subscribers for 29.99 on september 4th um, even if you already have Disney Plus, you still got to pay for it. Um, the news came amid an earnings um, that revealed a loss of $4.84 billion for the quarter that ended June 27th. The coronavirus really killed Disney, the theme parks, as a matter of fact. Um, according to CEO Bob Chapek, um, he said, Despite the ongoing challenges of the pandemic, we continue to build on the incredible success of Disney Plus as we grow our global direct-to-consumer business. He also uh, said the cost of watching Mulan for Disney Plus subscribers in countries such as Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and parts of Europe will vary. Walt Disney Company also reported that its net income plummeted dramatically in the three-month period that ended in June when it most of its theme parks uh, were shut down and theatrical movie releases were postponed. Um, still, its bottom line results were better than analytics expected, although its revenue missed expectations. Uh, Disney has soared to success with the breadth of its media and entertainment offerings, but now it's trying to recover after the coronavirus pandemic pummeled many of its businesses. It was hit by several months of, par of its parks and stores being closed. Cruise ships, oh yeah, the cruise ships are done. Well, not, they're not done, they're just sitting there. 
and movie releases postponed and a halt in film and pro video production. So yeah, after all that being said, uh, Disney uh, closing its park cost $3.5 billion during the quarter. But the Disney Plus streaming is definitely a bright side for them. So that's kind of helping, well, kind of helping with all that kind of stuff. And your last story, as far as theme parks are concerned, the California uh, theme park uh, that you know of, of Legoland in California is opening up Miniland for guests. The Carlsbad uh, Park remains closed to guests, along with other theme parks in the state of California due to stay-at-home orders from the pandemic. However, Legoland Hotel guests, annual pass members, and, and customers who make a $25 minimum purchase at the big shop are invited to walk through three sections of the park's central Lego model display. Miniland New York, New Orleans, and Las Vegas will be open to the guests while the resort waits still approval to reopen the rest of the park. The Lego Hotel uh, begins welcoming back guests earlier this month, uh, which I do know because I stayed there <laughs> earlier um, in July. And the big shop definitely is open, and we did buy. Um, it's from 10 a.m. to 4. Um, there's a bunch of barricades that block you from going anywhere else, but it's good to see that they're going to open up the mini land. Uh, the store is also displaying the top three Lego models from the Lego Masters TV show as well. It's awesome if you want to go check out. If you watch Lego Masters, you can see the top three place people, the people who won first, second, and third. You can see some of their Legos, their actual Legos there. Um, let's see here. In addition to Lego Land's uh, partial reopening of Miniland, Knott's Berry Farm is also hosting weekend food festivals at its park. Six Flags Discovery Kingdom has reopened its Marine World Experience animal exhibit to the public. And shopping and dining districts outside the park gates are also open for business at Disneyland Resort, as we know, Knott's Berry Farm, and Universal Studios Hollywood. So those are some of your uh, theme park news. All right, so um, update on the weight loss. So if you don't know, if you haven't been following me or have no idea what I'm talking about, I at the beginning of the year was very, very, very thick. Um, let's use that word. I was close to two, I was 294.1 pounds. And I decided to do three intermittent fasts. So I did one, the first one kicked off um, in February 26th. Then I did the second one, May 1st. And then I did the third one on July 25th. Gosh, it's weird that I remember those dates. But those are significant dates for me as far as like weight loss is concerned. Um, and I've been trying to lose the weight. Uh, first time around, 35 pounds. Second time around, about 20. And the goal for this time around is about 20 as well. Um, you know, from yesterday to today, I didn't do so well. Um, I think my body is just kind of acclimating, so I might have to shock it a little bit. Um, I am doing, again, an intermittent fast where I don't eat um, past like 6 o'clock. And, um, and I go from 6 p.m. to about... 12. 12 is like the first time I eat again. But as of right now, as of today, I am 233.8 still. And uh, so really no loss, um, kind of a wash from yesterday to today. So I'm still at like 7.6 pounds um, is kind of where I'm at, where I'm sitting. So, which is fine. You know, you have those days where you, you don't do anything. Your body just goes, eh, eh, I'm good. Um, and you, it's just about what you're going to do with it. Are you going to sulk and be like, oh, poor me, poor me. Uh, I wish this would go. I mean, it's a day. It's one day. It happens. It is what it is. Um, so, yeah, there's not really any new updates. I'm still doing the 
30-day uh, Just One Challenge, which I'm going to try to get them on my podcast because I really am interested in this whole thing. And I noticed I got stronger. Yesterday, I did my fifth day push-up, and I was like, what? I did a push-up? Like, the, if you watch the videos, if you follow me on social media, you'll notice that um, day one through four, I was, like, struggling. Like, oh, I hate push-up struggle. And then I did a day five, and I was like, whoa, impressive. Like I did a push-up, so it was pretty rad. I'm gonna do one again for today, um, if I remind myself. But anyways, um, I will do it though. <laughs> um, those uh, that's your update on my weight loss. And last but not least, your uh, moment of pure happiness. It involves a ten-year-old who they're calling a mini Monet fetches ten of thousands for her paintings and donates all the money. So a ten-year-old mini Monet in England paints stunning floral landscapes paintings that can sell up for up to 10,000 euro. Daisy Watt only started painting four years ago when two of her grandparents were diagnosed with cancer and she painted a picture to cheer them up. Her mom, Karen, spotted the youngster's talent and asked if she'd like to paint a canvas to be displayed at a local gallery and auctioned for cancer charities. Bidders from all over the world fought to buy the work featuring for forget-me-nots for those who had died and bright flowers for those who had survived. The large painting varied in color tones, going from dark to light to represent the battle with cancer. It sold for 9,500 euros and was so popular, 100 special edition prints were commissioned and snapped up by buyers for the likes of Canada and Hong Kong. Beginning with that moment in 2017, she has earned 50,000 euros through her artwork and donated it all to charity. Daisy's paintings also feature flowers and she loves nothing more than heading out of her studio and into the garden with her plants or with excuse me with her paints uh, which in the beginning were tester pots from the local DIY shop so look at Daisy she's doing big things little Monet kicking it and making these amazing photos you can uh, check it out um, they're beautiful they do look like a legit artist made it and she is a le legit artist um, according to um, Daisy's project manager slash dad <laughs> um, and her mom, Karen. Uh, yes, her real name's Karen. They say their humble daughter gets embarrassed by praise and doesn't realize her own talent. That's really cool. That's a great story. Good for this little girl. So that is your moment of pure happiness. So again, thank you so much. Uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If you are a new listener, do me a favor, hit subscribe. Let me know what I'm doing. If you want more, if you want less, I'll be happy to help you out. Um, if you um, want to find me on social media, you can do so by searching Hula SD. That's H-U-L-A-S-D, like Hula San Diego. Um, Hula SD on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, and probably some other devices that I just can't even think of right now. Um, other than that, I hope you guys all have an amazing day, and I will catch you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.